in this fast-paced world, many of us struggle to find time for self-care and personal growth. We often get caught up in a daily grind, neglecting our physical health, mental health, and also missing opportunities to learn and grow and reflect. So I've decided to take this 30-day challenge to help develop these healthy habits that I do believe have a significant impact in the quality of my life. And I think you'll get a lot of good stuff out of this too. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. All right, welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. In this episode, we're going to talk about some important habits that you can develop to improve your health, happiness, and success. These habits are all part of my 30-day challenge that I'm undertaking, and I'm excited to share my experience with you over the next 30 days. This particular episode was inspired by a previous episode that Jay Dragon did. It's called Unlocking Your Best Self, How 30-Day Challenges Can Improve Your Health, Productivity, and Relationships. So this is my own version that I'm committed to the next 30 days. And one of the reasons I'm doing this is my friend Morgan, she's committed to her own version. And she loves Send 5 Hard, but she kind of created the things that she wants to do outside of the Send 5 Hard. And the idea was, okay, well, let's keep each other accountable. And I've been reading actively Arnold Schwarzenegger's Bodybuilding Bible. Great book. And I've been watching a couple of his videos online too. And some of the things he talks about, it always comes down to discipline, consistency. And what I gather, it's sometimes it's not about the fast and furious. It's about building habit before intensity. And I think why this is important to you, the listener, I think in this fast-paced world, many of us struggle to find time for self-care and personal growth. We often get caught up in a daily grind, neglecting our physical health, mental health, and also missing opportunities to learn and grow and reflect. So I've decided to take this 30-day challenge to help develop these healthy habits that I do believe have a significant impact in the quality of my life. And I think you'll get a lot of good stuff out of this too. So with that said, I want to touch base with Jay Dragon. Dreams is out today. But Jay, how are you doing? What's happening? What are you looking forward to? Oh, everything's good, man. Uh, excited. I love this topic. I, I feel like I'm I'm still working on putting together a big project to make this more accessible so people can kind of pick and choose an all cart style of, of news challenges. I love just like a lot of people love what Andrew Huberman, yeah, scientist extraordinaire from Stanford with his podcast, the, the Huberman Lab is doing just bringing a lot of awareness to dopamine and tuning into it. And from somebody who suffered from a little bit of ADHD, especially growing up, having ways to to hone in or focus on objectives has been really helpful for me accomplishing things in my life. And 
when I have a project that I'm working on, when it comes to these things like these 30 day projects or goals, things with a deadline, I just do so much better because it gives me something to look forward to. It also sparks this, this momentum of seeking a challenge and being able to accomplish this. And I've just noticed from hosting a lot of challenges with people that when you put challenge behind something, yeah, it, it makes it more doable because there's a start date and an end date. And then, hey, if yeah. you can keep going, great. It allows you to get the buy-in. So I love this right now. And I also am real with people that like, gosh, even these low-hanging fruit challenges, like taking 10 minutes to do something, if it's not super enjoyable, it's really hard to be consistent to and stick to. So I want to talk about some of the shortcuts that I've learned mm -hmm. from working with others, myself, and give some people, these listeners, ideas of like, hey, here's a way to, to pick a few different challenges that complement each other that can really enhance your life, like these low-hanging fruit things with a high return on investment. I love that. And I, I do believe challenges, and when you spoke about it, one of the motivations behind it is, as you said, the start date, end date. It's something like a gamify, and you mm -hmm. can gamify. And I love having that sheet in front of me where I could check off things. And it just shows a trajectory of accomplishments and I don't know what that does to you, but it just feels good inside that you are accomplishing and you're progressing and moving forward. Yeah, I, I want to touch on that. You know, it's easier said than done, but we all know the idea yeah. that, hey, having gratitude will lift us up and can change our state to something more positive. I think we all buy into that and subscribe to that. And I bring that up because it's like the quality of our life. Why should we feel like we have to seek things and, and pursue new things? I think it's just a, it's part of human nature that we were designed to go on adventures and expeditions or whatever it is. And I bring all that up for saying maybe justifying a way to say that, hey, when you pick a new challenge or something to change your life, it's a positive way for us to keep that neuroplasticity in our brain, like staying young and learning new things. But it's just yeah. a way to add some extra excitement that can bring the conversation with new people. And it's a way to acquire new skills and assets that can help make life more enjoyable or make it easier to win the day or just put yourself through a general challenge because that's really what it is. And mm -hmm. when you're subscribing to challenges on your own terms, it makes it easier to be more resilient when you're exposed to stress and new things that you're forced to do yeah. in those adaptations. So I wanted to put that out there because I think that that's a hot topic. Yeah, that's brilliant. All right, so I want to cover a couple of things I'm going to do in the next 30 days and see if any of these resonate with you. But what I want you to take from this is the simplicity and you can craft your own 30 days. You don't have to do exactly what I'm doing here. But I am going to share what I am going to do and why it's important. So one of the areas I look at in my life is the me time, the mental, physical, spiritual part of my life. That's outside of business, outside of interaction with other people, outside of, you know, the daily grind of things. It's just like myself. How could I focus on myself? And so I'm going to cover a couple of things that I'm including in this challenge. The first thing is brisk outdoor walks. Right now, the sun, we have good weather, summer is coming. There's a lot of benefits. Jay always talks about getting that sun because of the vitamin D. I've found that when I was indoors more often or not getting enough sun, my actual mood and stress level seems to correlate like it went down. Well, my I wouldn't say my stress went up, but my mood definitely dipped a little bit. And recently, I've built a habit of 
getting that morning sun and getting that evening sun. I love the sunsets as well too. And that puts me in such a great place, such a good mind, body feeling. So my challenge for myself is one hour a day, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening of brisk walking. Now, how much that translates into steps, I would like to get to 10,000 steps within that hour. That means my pace has to be pretty fast. Sometimes I like to take jogs while I'm walking. As my body gets warmed up in the morning time, I take jogs as well. So that helps with the step count. But um, it's definitely increasing that, getting that natural light, getting that fresh air, getting that vitamin C. So that's the first thing I'm attempting on this challenge. The next mm. thing, Jay, you're going to say something? Yeah, I just got to I gotta add to that. I can't help yeah. but contribute more to that. Yeah, obviously, I'm a huge it. fan of walking, and I love that it's getting a lot of attention to do these low stressful types of activities. But I think another underlooked thing that comes with walking, and some people think, oh, this is so boring. But it's like when you're walking, it's kind of like taking a nap or sleeping. You tend to just breathe naturally because you're not thinking about it. Whereas if I'm hunched over working on my computer or I'm in conversation or just overstimulated, it's easy to forget to breathe, like breathe through your belly, that diaphragmatic breathing. Yeah. It's getting us into that really relaxed state that calms our nervous system. So simply by walking, you're getting a lot of positive byproducts as far as getting fresh air, getting the sunshine. But the relaxation thing is really underrated. And I think that helps with digestion. It keeps us upright. Our posture tends to be better just from walking. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's easy to say, oh, it's kind of boring just going for walks. But it's like, it's one of the best things that we can do. Mm -hmm. And you can enhance it by changing up the setting, you know outdoor in a mountain, by a river, outside, yeah. here, there, sunsets, sunrises, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so mm -hmm. I just wanted to, to add that. Yeah, totally agree with you on that. The next thing I'm going to do is a 15-minute meditation. I know some people might be, oh, only 15 minutes. The thing is, I haven't built that muscle, and I'm being honest here, I haven't built that muscle where I could definitely do 30 minutes. So my minimum is 15 minutes a day. And if I go beyond that, that's great. As I build that muscle again, that consistency, and then I'll definitely increase it. The idea is it's all about the habit, building the habit before the intensity. So 15 minutes is perfect for me, and then I'll increase that. And the reason I chose meditation is it's one of those things that there's so much studies on this that have shown to reduce stress, anxiety, improve your mental clarity and focus, and promote your overall well-being. And there's also studies on the improvement of sleep. Sometimes I like to do it before bed, but I definitely find morning meditation as soon as you get up. It helps just like before you even start the day. And one of the big benefits I've found with meditation is our minds is just like always working and we're always trying to problem solve, always trying to do things and, and new ideas. I found like meditation when I do that and just let go and detach for that little time, just let go of every single thing, every single responsibility that I have in my life, every single task ahead of me. And it just that little moment of meditation, I just feel so relaxed and so less stressed in that moment that it just helps propel me for the day. Jay, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I do want to add a couple of things to that. You know, mm -hmm. For those that don't meditate, 15 minutes might seem like an eternity. So I know that you say it's short and it's easy to think about our friends that maybe meditate for 
30 minutes twice a day or an hour here. I think we need to also associate not having too much expectation when it comes to meditation, but also mm-hmm. looking at it like a cup of coffee. Like when I think about doing a meditation, practicing it in the morning, I can set the tone or the narrative for my day that much better and help reshape the mindset that I have. And I also want to say that for some people starting out, five minutes is perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, I can say having a kid and I got morning duty, it can be hard to find that time, but, you know, to sneak away and have that and you can do it in a body awareness or a body scan. But I think that it's one of those things that, again, just helping to reframe. And if you look at it as something that enhances your life, it's not a burden and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first and it's going to feel unfamiliar and boring and we might not have an expectation initially, but it's worth exploring and finding the million different mm-hmm. meditations and there's something out there for you. Yeah. And sometimes when I meditate, I like to visualize like I'm sitting on a tree and just like feeling the sun on my face and the raindrops, I could hear raindrops fall in and feel just like go in that state and just become so relaxed. So part of meditation for me sometimes is combining it with visualization. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to do that I'm committing myself to do in for the next 30 days is minimum 10 minutes of stretch and mobility. Now, I never, when I was growing up and a lot of years in my adult life, I never saw the value of stretching and mobility. When I decided to do Taekwondo, I did Taekwondo for a couple of years. I then realized how much benefit it was to me, not only to perform in, in Taekwondo, but the amount of flexibility, mobility, it reduces a lot of times. It, and this is, there's studies out there again. It reduces muscle tension, soreness, improves your mobility and range of motion. And if you work out often and you work out a lot, this definitely helps prevent risk of injury and overall improves your posture. One thing I've found with stretching especially is that a lot of times when we work, we build up a lot of tension in our bodies and we just go about life and we just never have a release. Stretching and really learning the art of stretching and the science of stretching you'll realize when you do it, the amount of stress mm. that you release, physical release from your body, it's amazing. So minimum 10 minutes I'm committing to. Jay, do you have that in your regular practice, in your daily routine? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I like when you have a goal like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, those things are great. And I think that I'm going through a stage in my life where I'm so conscious of people's time that for me, my non-negotiable is like two minutes right now. Mm-hmm. I'm currently almost done with a book. It's called Built to Move by Kelly Starrett, who wrote The Supple mm-hmm. Leopard. But and it talks about like a routine doing this at nighttime. For me, mine's in the mm-hmm. morning and it's minimum of two minutes. And it's for me to unlock my lower back, my hips. I have this on my social media or on Instagram, a routine that I do all the time. And then when I have more time to do it longer, I love what you're saying about letting go of the tension. Mm-hmm. But this... I'm such a big, big, big fan of the mobility because I think that just it adds to the quality of your life and it allows you to to have more range of motion and all those factors. So it's nice knowing, hey, I live with this tight back pain or whatever it is that you can address those things by looking up a quick five minute stretch routine on YouTube or whatever it is or have fun with it. 
let's say you're doing this for 30 days, you could say, hey, I'm going to look at a new five to 10 minute routine I'm going to do every day. And I think that would pay off in huge dividends. Yeah. You know, funny, when I uh, stretch in a night, I do like maybe two minutes or so. That definitely helps my sleep. My body is so relaxed after the stretching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think actually I should probably make a note of that at a two minutes. I won't commit it on this, but just like take a note that that's a bonus for me if I do two minutes at night before I go to bed. Obviously, some people will do more, but I think just like, again, build in the habit before the intensity of it. It definitely helps with sleep. Mm -hmm. Another thing I'm committed to is minimum 20 minutes of workout a day. And maximum I'm going for is 40 minutes. So I have about three or four workouts where I'm trying to hit 40 minutes a day. And there's obviously, you know, the health benefits for working out, you know, the increased muscle strength, endurance, reduced risk of chronic disease and help improve your mood. But I feel like there is something about workouts that having that consistency and when I say workouts, I don't mean every day is extreme workouts where like you're pushing yourself hard. Like sometimes on my rest days, and Jay, you could talk a lot about this. I used to think rest days, okay, well, you don't do any activity. <laughs> but you can do simple things like body squats, push-ups, and just do it for 20 minutes. And in between sets, you do stretching. Hey, listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind-the-scenes moments. Now, back to the show. Jay, what's your advice on someone who is going to do a challenge for 30 days and are committed to some form of exercise? Here's something from a lot of experience. So you can say mm -hmm. this is opinionated and anecdotal, but like commit yeah. to something every day. And here's why. Yeah. If you commit to something every day, even if it's a short amount of time, let's say the 20 minutes, mm -hmm. it's so much more likely that you say, this is what I do. This is what I'm going to do. This is a part of my routine. Whereas if I work out, and then maybe an answer to this is just RSVP and scheduling it in. But if I say I'm going to mm -hmm. work out three times per week, yeah. it's so easy to start negotiating with yourself. So yeah. I love, and mm -hmm. I get that it's a commitment, but I love saying, I'm going to do something every day. And, you know, yeah. saying 20 to 40 minutes is great. And I would maybe even go as for people to say, hey, go 10 minutes, say 10 to 40 mm -hmm. minutes. And if you commit to 10 minutes and you say, hey, I feel good and I have the time, I'm going to go 20, 30 or 40 minutes. But by doing that, it's so much easier to commit to that. And when you can commit to something, it's easier to be consistent. And yeah. when you're more consistent, that compliance factor, you're so much more likely to get results if it's a low-hanging fruit activity like that. And so I think from seeing that experience, it actually works, even though it can seem like overwhelming to maybe have these different types of changes, but you're able to avoid the negotiating thing. And we negotiate with ourselves and we're like, oh, maybe I'll yeah. just do it tomorrow or whatever. And I see that happen so much and then tomorrow becomes the next day and the next day. I think you guys get the idea. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. And I, I think you taught me that a lot of thinking about, oh, a rest day, your body, you don't have to go at like a high intensity of working yeah. out, but you still get in some sort of movement, you still get in some sort of workout, and it's not stress on your body, your body will actually thank you for it. Yeah. And if that's what you were intending me to touch on is, 
mm-hmm. the active recovery component. If you're sore, sometimes the easy workout or the walk or hopping on a bike or doing yes. whatever is what you need for recovery. Right. And so I think that it's important to keep that in mind that the act of recovery is a really good thing to help keep you in the routine and can actually help make you feel a lot better. And believe it or not, you are able to tap into this natural resource of energy that your body naturally is going to give back to you simply Mm -hmm. by moving. By us moving our bodies, we're starting up this generator and we're going to get this dopamine rush. We're going to start to feel better. We get that serotonin feel. All those neurochemicals in our bodies start to feel better just by moving. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And the last thing on my list to, well, one of the last things on my list. So we talk about the outdoors, the outdoors walk-in, meditation, stretch and mobility. We talk about working out. Hydration. Now, hydration, I'm committed to 2.5 liters. Now, for some that Again, that might sound a little bit, but I don't have the habit of drinking a gallon just yet. So I used mm-hmm. to, but it's just like I haven't done that in a while. And so I'm starting with 2.5 liters and then I'm going to build from there, but minimum 2.5 liters hydration. And the reason, there's so many reasons why water is good because when I don't have enough water, when I'm dehydrated, my work, my productivity is down and it's getting hot here in Vegas. So Hydration helps with regulate body temperature, supports your digestion and nutrition absorption. You know, and long term, it can help reduce kidney stones, constipation, and other health problems. There's so much benefits with hydration. Jay, how much water do you drink per day? You know, I would like to always aim for that goal of, of a gallon, but I typically, mm-hmm. I'd say my average is a little over 100 ounces. And it's harder than people think. And I think with yeah. all these habits, it's just the nerd that I am. I'm going to give you freaking three to four to five benefits of why all these things help. And it's like if your body aches or if you get headaches a lot or it could be digestion or so many different issues, water can fix so many things. It can help keep us more fulfilled and satiated so that we don't overeat. Mm -hmm. But I tend to give myself a goal depending on what type of water bottles I'm using and I'll just say, hey, if it's 32 ounces, I'm going to drink a minimum of three today. And I know that I'll get other water in from the foods that I eat or if I have a shake or a smoothie and, and so on. But um, for me, 120 ounces is great. I mean, a lot of people will say half your body weight in ounces, but it's hard. It's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. I think being honest with yourself that just tracking is challenging to do because your brain wants to do so much more, but there's a, a lot of value that comes in the, the awareness factor. I agree. In terms of tracking, I have these one liter bottles right in front of me on my desk and I have one in another room. I use the Mountain Valley spring water and it's exactly one liter. So I know I have two and a half of these to finish. I like it. Time. Yeah. I like that you're drinking out of glass too. And yeah, wish me luck. So I, when we bought our house, it has this triple osmosis water filter set up and I've replaced the filters a couple times, but I messed something up. So I just reordered this whole kit. So I'm going to go in and it just actually got delivered today. So I'm going to put this triple osmosis and I bring it up because the quality of water makes a big difference Yeah, in how you feel in all the garbage and heavy metals that tend to get into your water. So big fan in making that investment for good quality water and drinking out of glass certainly can help. We talked about an episode recently talking about testosterone and 
BPAs and the environmental toxins can affect our hormones, things like testosterone. So just by drinking mm -hmm. clean water, you're helping detoxify yourself and helping yourself out, doing yourself a favor. Yeah. I also have the five gallon. I go Whole Foods and fill that up. They have the reverse osmosis mm -hmm. and they have the pH balance one as well. And it's a couple cents, like 49 cents. Or, and well, at least here, they get to fill up that whole gallon. So it's pretty good. Five gallons, mm. sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I have that pump I attached at the top and you just hit it and it's, it's super simple, not expensive. Good call. I like it. Yeah. All right. So those are a couple of the things that I'm focusing on. That's my must do's. Now, there's three things I'm going to add to this, but these are bonus. So I get bonus points for these during the challenge, my 30 day challenge. And I feel like these are just so important as well, too. And it's often overlooked. And in 75 Hard, they talked about reading, but it's a little bit more than that. And the first thing I want to do, one of the bonus things in this is one hour of learning. That's aside from actually doing work. Send aside time for learning can, you know, help expand our knowledge and skills in a particular area. And this leads to personal growth and professional growth. I think learning as well, too, when you read it just helps improve your memory, cognitive function. And as you age, it just helps with reduce risk of cognitive decline. So for me, what that looks like is I love one of my passions is cinematography. I love just reading textbooks about it. Also going on YouTube or doing a course on it. So I'm, I'm actively learning something outside of my business. And this takes my mind off of things as well, too where I just have that focused time. And I would say find things that you're passionate about and go deeper and learn about it. We have a couple episodes where we talk about skills. Like, for example, you might take cooking. It's just there's a whole body of knowledge around cooking and cooking great food and tastes and flavors. Grilling is something that I just spent a long time just learning and there's so much to learn about it. So don't think like, okay, well... Where, what do I learn? Think about what you're passionate about. And I would say commit to just learning deeper, reading books about it or doing courses or just practicing honing your skills around it. So one hour learning, I'll go through this and then I'll, Jay, you can touch on these. Five minutes of thinking time, right? So other than learning, I have one hour of learning and these are all bonuses. Five minutes of thinking time. What is thinking time? It's taking time to reflect, uh, which can help improve decision-making, problem-solving, creativity. I like to think about it as I have a blank paper in front of me or a whiteboard. What are my thoughts right now that I need to make decisions on or problem-solve or things like that? And it also could be, I would say, journaling. If you have a journal, like put your thoughts on paper and this helps process your thoughts. It's a little bit of a gray area sometimes for people, but taking things out of your mind and putting it on a whiteboard or a sheet of paper or a journal, it just helps with your decision-making, problem-solving, your creativity. So I, I just love thinking time. And I would say the other thing I would add to this is five minutes a day. This could be more, obviously, five to 10 minutes uh, planning Planning time can help prioritize your goals, your objectives, and develop a clear roadmap. And now people think, okay, planning is something I do on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. No, planning is just like, what do you have to do today? And 
uh, I like to think about it like, okay, what are the major tasks I want to accomplish today before the day begins? What am I committed to? And therefore, I have a clear roadmap for the day. The days I don't have what's in front of me are the days I'm just working ad hoc and in reactive mode. So I think planning is, and it takes such a little bit of your time. It's like five minutes and you, how long it's going to create to have one sheet of paper in front of you of these are the three things I want to get done today in terms of my work, in terms of my business, in terms of my health. So Jay, based on those bonus items of learning time, thinking time, plan time, what are your thoughts on that? I love it. I think that those are things that often don't get done if we don't make plans and put them in the schedule. And I think that those, to me, come up things I have written down in my schedule or my planner as mm-hmm. times that they're like force multipliers. Like when I can do those, I'm going to get more out of my day and more out of my effectiveness. I think that even if you don't commit to those daily, like making a time per week that you're able to to sit down with those and reflect on those things really just opens up your day a whole lot more. So I can relate. I think that having an objective, again, it's more likely that you're going to get things done. Like I have two different books that I'm reading right now and I would mm-hmm. love to have finished them both, but it's easy to get sidetracked and do other things. But if I said, hey, I'm going to read 15 pages or 20 pages every day, no matter what, there yeah. you go. I'd probably get a whole lot more out of it. So I think it's just, it's brought up more of a realization that I can catch myself, you know, right there. And same thing, planning a day. I think that's what I try to do the night before and then in the morning, mm-hmm. take a look at my day, but it helps you get more quality out of your time for sure. Nice. I like that. So how I'm doing this is I have a sheet of paper and I have the outdoors, the walk-in, outdoors walk-in, meditation, stretch and mobility, 20 minutes minimum workouts, the hydration. And then I have a bonus section where these are things like, if I miss a day or two on the learning time, thinking time, plan time, but these are still important to me. So I have that sheet of paper and I'm checking these things off every single day, trying to hit that end of three days. I want to have all of these checked off. Now, Jay, you have done your 30 day challenges what are and there's things like overcommitting, undercommitting, not having a big reason why not having an end goal in sight what are the things that you've learned along the way of your 30 day challenges that could be potential obstacles from someone completing this yeah i think just life in general life happens whether you have a family or you have a spouse or there's just plans and travel like those are the common Mm -hmm. things that things are just going to tend to get in the way but it's the lack of a plan or the lack of the commitment thing that are going to take away the most from that so just think that if it's not planned it's just so less likely to happen and here's what i mean by that like if it's something that is in your journal or your daily planner like a meeting with somebody let's say for work you have a call that you do at this time or whatever like it really needs to be that solid to be able to make it happen because it's so easy to say oh i'll just catch up with it or it's not that important so you got to make it easy to do and make it a plan having accountability is magic like doing Mm -hmm. something with somebody else increases the likelihood so much and then making it as easy as possible you know so make it easy to win the day by setting up these habits to have less restriction to be able to get in the way so i think that there's the biggest aha moments that i get from this because we have such good intentions but accountability is so powerful Mm -hmm. or you can reward yourself but also as long as you're not over committing because if you have too many things it's easy to get sidetracked so again and making it easier 
to accomplish and make these wins is probably the mm-hmm. biggest thing that I've learned from them. Yeah. And you got to celebrate your wins too. You know what I mean? So after uh, you've yeah, done that's this, a good one. You, you've got something for five, six days straight or a week straight. Like give yourself a, you know, celebrate yourself a little bit mm-hmm. so that it doesn't become just redundant. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say a couple of reasons when I have done 30 day challenges and a couple of the things that comes up for me mm. too is like temptation. There's always at snacks or when you go out with friends and stuff, Ooh. there's, you know, temptation to indulge in alcohol or stuff that doesn't really contribute to your goals. There's time constraints. You know, uh, there's always that limited time in the day and sometimes it makes sense to just get ahead of things don't wait till five o'clock and you're now looking at your list to see what you've done you have to be like you get up in the day at the beginning of the day you have this in front of you i think that helps a lot lack of motivation that's why 30 days is i think it's a good period of time because if you have something more than 30 days sometimes you lose that momentum so it's good to just Go for 30 days and then check your progress and then create another 30-day challenge. Social pressures, as we spoke about, boredom. It's just like sometimes it's just it's so easy and so repetitive that it's so easy not to do it. So eating the same meals, doing the same things. And this is where you can get creative and change up. You don't always have to do the same walk routine. You don't always have to do the same exercise routine. Things like drinking water, obviously, is the same thing, but you have to embrace that part as well to you. And then physical limitations. You know, sometimes your body doesn't feel like it. You're just unmotivated. You're maybe injured. Obviously, you don't want to be working out when you're injured. But, you know, just be aware that these are things that comes up. Life comes up, as Jay says. And you go with the flow. But the intention, you set the intention from the beginning that this is something that you want to do. Yeah, I mean, one thing that comes to my mind is, I mean, it's part of it's discipline. So we have to be yeah. real with ourselves and like, do we not feel like it? But my answer to a lot of things, especially when it comes to healthy eating and all these things is make a list of 10 reasons why you're mm-hmm. doing all the things you're doing. For example, when you can think about all the benefits of how it's going to enhance your life and make one thing after another healthier, you're more likely to buy into it. But if you're like, ah, I just don't know, I'm just doing it to do it. So again, that's the why power factor. Why power, I think, helps with willpower. So I wanted to put that there because I think that that, that's the fuel that is going to keep you going. And you have to expect that you're going to run into some issues. And I tell everybody that at the beginning of a challenge, hey, there's going to be times where you got a lot of stuff stacked up against you and you're going to have to pick your battles. But be prepared for that. that It's not always going to be easy. I love that. So here's the experiment of the day or for the next three days, construct your own 30-day challenge. I would say what are three things you'll commit to every day for the next 30 days. You could start with three, you can do five, or I have about eight or so, but start with at least three things you could commit to every day for the next 30 days. And as Jay said, ask yourself why you're doing it. It's not just because we said it's a good thing, but get to the real motivation behind why you want to do these things. And yeah, see how it goes. I will check in in about 30 days or so with my progress and things of if I, well, I plan to complete it and things that came up, things I've learned along the way, and we'll circle back on this episode. With that said, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to just hearing about your own 30-day challenges. And yeah, that's it. Have a great one. Awesome. Boom. Boom. 
what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.